We're off to like a rough start this week. It's two hours later than we normally film. Yeah, we usually shoot at about 11 a.m. Uh, I was up until about 4 or 5, and it's about 1.30 right now. Yeah, I see that. I saw that text. I think I responded to you at like 5 a.m. Yeah, last so night. So I was up late, too. Like Last night, I usually get up at like 9 for yeah. these um, because it gives me like two hours to get ready, whatever, eat and everything. And it was about 4 a.m. last night, and I'm still up. And I just thought about getting up at nine. I was like, dude, I can't do it. So I text Quinn and I'm like, dude, we got to push this back. So we're off to a little bit of a rough start for today. Yeah, you saw, if you watched slash listened to last episode too, we were like, yeah, next week we're going to shoot at night. We're going to have like mm-hmm. two of our boys on or we're going to have like someone as a guest. There's no guest here. Yeah. Um, so. Look, we're working <laughs> through it. Uh, things happen, you know, shit gets in the way, uh, but we're we're definitely still our goals are still there. That's what's important is we're still here. Yeah, and I'm hope you guys are all still here. <laughs> um so I guess we could get into this. I don't really know where to start for today. Um something that I thought about yesterday. Have you ever like accidentally stalked like a girl? You mean like on social media or like in real life? <laughs> no, so like kind of in <laughs> real life. Explain, explain. This sounds really bad. This explain. is going to get me like criminal charges. So <laughs> like have you ever followed a girl on accident? Okay, so so yesterday, I'm like walking to my next class, right? Okay. And I'm about 15 minutes across campus from this next class. Okay. And I was walking out of a building. I opened the door for this girl that's right behind me. And she smiles at me. She says, thank you, right? And I'm just being a nice guy. And she goes in front of me because I opened it for her. Don't even think anything about it. I got my music playing, and I'm walking, walking, walking. And I noticed that she's going like exactly where I'm going. <laughs> and I'm tailing. I'm like 15 feet behind. And not on purpose at all. I'm just yeah. like going where I'm going and every single turn where I'm going she's making the exact turns and I can see like when she's turning she's kind of like she's like seeing like why is this guy following me (laughs) because it's been like five minutes and I'm still like on her tail and it it honestly got so bad to the point where I kind of dropped off like 20 feet and I see my building right for my next class and it's on the third floor and I'm like please do not go in that building because it makes me feel weird. Yeah. Because I know she's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just my luck. She walks exactly into the building. And I'm like, okay, just please be on the first floor. <laughs> Goes straight to the stairwell. So now she has a stalker walking behind her in a, in a secluded stairwell that's yeah. been following her for 10 minutes. The dude who opened the door. Yeah. Trying to be a nice guy. And then <laughs> turns out she was in my class. Oh, shit. So, I mean. That's not, that's not bad. That's just funny. It's it, not bad. I thought you were going to say that she turned around and was like. Oh, call me out? Yeah. No, luckily she didn't, but it was... Uh, I mean, it wouldn't matter if you're ending up at the same place. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a little bit awkward. That's happened to me a few times, especially at night. It gets weird because yeah. it's like, I don't want to be creepy, and I know yeah. you feel uncomfortable because I'm behind you, <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's mid-campus, like midday in campus, is not that weird. Yeah. But... I think it's really weird as a guy. It's like... Do you ever feel extremely uncomfortable if you feel like you're making a girl uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable if I make anyone uncomfortable, I yeah, feel like. I guess, so, I guess so. But, but do you ever But you can that? tell, like, there's a, there's yeah. a different um, there are, like, dynamic, things... I feel like. Because there's a bunch of weirdos, bro. That's yeah. the problem. There's a bunch of guys who, like, legitimately would follow people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are very odd people out there. They're very, like, desperate people. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we're not really saying anything different. It's like new because, you know, you have people like Ted Bundy out there who are like (laughs) psychopaths and they they obviously are still around walking around the world today. Um, But I think it's very important to try to (laughs) realize that. I don't know where we're really going with this. It's just funny. That's pretty much what it is. Like if you can relate. (laughs) Like if you can relate to the content. Um, So, yeah, episode. So you talked to her. Uh, You guys, did you dissolve the situation when you guys walked in the same classroom where you're like. Yeah, yeah, no, I walked in, uh, I walked in and she sat down. I was like, I, I didn't even say anything, but I looked at her and like kind of smiled because I was trying to be like, nice. <laughs> okay, bro, you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like, this dude's not even in my class. She, he followed me to my class. Yeah, that's the thing. She was probably like, this dude's just sitting there watching me. <laughs> and I made sure like right after class hap- like ended, I got up hella quick, <laughs> dipped out because I was like, I do not like if she lived near where I lived, like my apartment building. Yeah. And I had to walk back behind <laughs> her again. I was like, this is going to get real bad. I'm going to get a restraining yeah. order. I probably would have done exactly what you did, but like being the outsider, I would have like, what you should have done is like, 
when you got into the class been like, sorry, I was fucking stalking you. Yeah. Or, like, I, use yeah. it as an opener, but, like, I don't know. You know? Yeah, I'm a little bit socially awkward, so Same, like I don't, I don't know. I can say all that shit. I can say all the theory, but then when it comes to like, yeah, I felt getting that shit to happen. I felt creepy for about 15 minutes, and like I just got to the class. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit down. I'm not even gonna say anything. Dude said he sat down and smiled at her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? But yeah, I was following you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck after class. Oh no. I don't know. It's weird. Being a guy is very weird in that sense because. I feel like there's a certain amount of responsibility you have to take of like not making people uncomfortable, especially yeah. girls. But then if you if you think too much about trying to not make people uncomfortable, then you you're a square. Oh, like, absolutely. I always run into absolutely. that. Because like, I feel like a lot of the times, like especially if it's just like one of the boys' like friends mm-hmm. who's a girl, like you need mm-hmm. to just kind of treat them the same. To yeah, an extent. yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not saying like exactly the same, but you can't be like. That guy who's like, act, he's like all like loose and shit. And then as soon as he mm-hmm. see, sees a female fucking. Like, dude, the dude who's always like, you got like the boys are chilling, right? Yeah. And you're planning on having girls over. Yeah. And he's always the dude. He's always the dude that's complaining about like there being no girls there. Oh, he's as like, soon as where they, the as soon as they pull up. Mm-hmm. Where the hose at? As soon as they pull up. On the, yeah. <laughs> they have the most important shit going on on their phone. Yeah, apparently. it's so funny. It's, it's weird. Uh, Bro, I found myself like freshman year when I used to be like partying and shit like i went from high school to uh asu fraternity life asu mm-hmm. is like one of the biggest party schools whatever yeah. or it used to be i honestly i think honestly bro i'd like to see because like i feel like if you went to the south like florida yeah florida or anywhere i just feel like the party scenes like it's all right here but it's like you can have a lot of people in a backyard like during a yeah. day you can have a lot of people in a house but the houses around here are small yeah apparently tucson i've seen a couple of they have like some frat compounds in, yeah uh, in Tucson, they look dope as fuck. Well, yeah, because they have actual fraternity Greek houses that are, like, yeah. fat. Yeah, so for anyone watching, if you don't know, we had uh, at ASU, I think it was probably, what, like, 10 years ago? We had, like, yeah. a Greek row, apparently. And then I guess that's how big of a party school was. They yeah. tore the entire thing down. So the way uh, Tempe mm. now is, it's like, frats have satellite houses and stuff like that, but it's not, there's no row. Yeah, what sucks, too, is they tore it all down before stuff was going to become like historical landmarks wait what do you mean if, if a building i think a lot of the buildings on the greek row mm-hmm. at asu in the 90s and up until whenever they decided to tear them out mm-hmm. they were built by like famous architects like oh. the the house of the fraternity that i'm a part of or whatever mm-hmm. um was designed by like frank lloyd wright really yeah and it was like super cool and like it was like the place to be in the 90s and then oh. It was the day before the 50th anniversary of the breaking ground or whatever of that house yeah. that they issued a like a Tempe ordinance to take it down. Dude, that's fun. And what they built on top of it was a hotel. There's especially a Hilton on top for, of it now. Especially for uh, like a Frank Lloyd, right? Yeah, it's fucked. Because he's, I mean, that's probably the most famous architect yeah. of all time in American uh, At least around street. here, too. Like, we literally got a street named after the dudes. So. And we have Gamage. I think Gamage was yeah. built by him, too. So yeah. that's really crazy. No, I was at um, Pizzeria Bianco, by the way. Huge recommendation if you're in the Phoenix mm, area. Okay. It's Oprah's favorite pizza place in the world. Oh, I love Oprah. It's in, it's in Phoenix. Anyway, I was there talking to someone at the bar who went to ASU oh. in the, the 90s or something like that. And he was like, yeah, Tempe is a completely different place now. It used to be really? like the, the place to be. Now it's all these, like... I mean, all of Mill is now these, it's just like Hilton buildings. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to say, I don't want to say gentrified, but it's like, no, but it is. it's like gentrified, uh, copy and paste type, but it's a fake city. It's very fake. It's That's very why I fake. don't like it. It's weird. Uh, especially with Mill. Mill yeah, is odd. Mill's a fake downtown. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, if you've ever been to downtown Gilbert, yeah, same thing. Exactly. It's like very artificial and you can tell it's forcing itself to be something that yeah. it's not. Honestly, bro, I think downtown Gilbert's better than Mill. Really? Like it feels more authentic at least. Look, I just turned 21 uh, like very recently. So I haven't really seen the full extent of either. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm not saying like the scene at downtown Gilbert's better. Yeah. You're just saying like I landscape like it feels, wise. It feels more real. Yeah, I could see that. Because it doesn't feel like it's trying to be, like, downtown. Yeah, Even okay, I see what you're saying. It's trying to be, like, old-fashioned-y kind of. I don't know. I just, Mill, like, I moved to 
when I moved back here, I moved to Tempe because I'm like, oh, that's where everyone's at. It's like, not really, mm. bro. There's no fucking, you can't walk in. There's no, yeah. there's no city. There's one coffee shop right next to me and the owners know me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird because I catch myself like trying to associate it with being a city. Yeah, me too. And it's weird because I don't think I could even say that about Phoenix, which don't get me wrong. I haven't explored Phoenix yeah. to the fullest of ex- extent. Um, but when I think of like a city, Tempe is not it. And no. Tempe is, I enjoy it to, you know, a certain level. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's weird. It's, it is really trying to be something that it's not. Which eventually like it might be, mm-hmm. but I don't know right now. The thing with Phoenix, bro, is like Phoenix is kind of a cool city. Mm-hmm. Just I I haven't even explored it fully either, but there's like stuff you can do there. It's walkable. There's, yeah. I mean, it's still like. I don't know. It's weird. Every time I've been to Phoenix, I, do they have like a growing uh, homeless population? Like really? I don't know. I've seen parts of it that are just like torn down. And yeah. it's, it's tough. And I think that's true with any big city. Yeah. So that's kind of like inevitable to change. Um, but it's kind of sad when you see that. You see like big cities like that and they just get overrun. Like yeah. You see that with Austin right now. Austin, Texas is getting torn down by, you know, homeless shelters and like the... Not even homeless shelters, but like the camps on the mm-hmm. side. I don't it's know. Phoenix, I don't know where that's at in Phoenix, to be yeah. honest with you. I'm sure it's somewhere, but yeah, the downtown area, like there's a there's a whole arts district, Roosevelt Street, blah blah blah. Like there's some cool stuff over there. There's some mm-hmm. cool bars over there that you can like bounce between. But mm-hmm. honestly, like I need to I need to put some more time into like downtown to just figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Phoenix is like absolutely huge. I mean, Fifth largest city in the U.S. Or yeah. big time, big time population wise. Yeah. yeah, we're right below Houston, which is crazy. Um, and there's it's still all like all growing. If you go out to the suburbs, they're all expanding. Mm-hmm. They're getting huge. Everyone from California is coming here. Um, it's just wild. So there's definitely a lot of potential, but I think I've kind of run my course with Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. as far as like I've lived here since I was born. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that after I graduate, I'm probably going to try to, like, move around somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere different. I mean, my thing is, bro, it's like I'm living in this apartment that's 25 minutes from my parents' house, Mm -hmm. like parents' houses, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I spending money that I could be spending in a different city to live in a city that I already have a home base in? Yeah. And it's weird because, like, if you did live with your parents, you... Like, you know you would be kind of out of some type of loop. Yeah. No, so I was, I'm not saying I should do that because I like I like having my own space. But it does make you think. It's like, mm-hmm. because uh, number one, the rent in Tempe, for anyone that doesn't know, is outrageous because all of these apartment complexes have all built up next to each other and they kind of have like almost like a uh, oligopoly, like a monopoly mm-hmm. on everything. So all of the rent prices rise together. Yeah. Well, they're all owned by the same like two companies. Yeah. So there's no competition. Yeah. Uh, they basically rent fix, which I mean, whatever, I'm fine with it. I don't really care, but, but it's, it is, it makes you think you're like, okay, I'm paying a thousand to $2,000 a month to live in Tempe, mm-hmm. Arizona. What could that get in, I don't know, like uh, Lake Tahoe or like somewhere, yeah, somewhere, cool, just you know? somewhere else where you have the option to move yeah. between two different places. Yeah. And I don't want to like shit too heavily on Tempe or Arizona in general. No, I, I like it here. That's yeah. why I'm, that's why I'm here. Like I like yeah. it in yeah. Phoenix, but it's just like, that's why I'm excited I'll be in a house like up in Arcadia, which is close to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's like more, more. I actually like that area of Phoenix, probably the best of the whole valley. Mm-hmm. But I'll be in there with roommates, so I'll be paying probably a grand a month for rent. Yeah, and that'll give me like a home base here, and then I'll also be able to like travel or maybe get like split a place somewhere else in some mm-hmm. other city or something like that. I mean, that's. It's very privileged of me to even want that to be I mean, my that's situation, tight. but that's the goal. That's the goal. It's like, I think the goal for me would be like, exactly like you said, have a main house. And then if I could have a place that I could walk into just, and it's already furnished all my mm-hmm. shits there, or at least like a portion of my wardrobe is there. Yeah. And, and if I could have that in like five different cities, that's what I want. That's exactly what I want. That's, I mean, obviously that's like a big goal, yeah. but if you're not shooting for big goals, like what's the point? It's not, it's like, it sounds like a really big goal, but then if you like actually break it down, it's not that crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you were, I don't know, like, like obviously you would want to, you would want to own them. You wouldn't want to just be renting. Yeah. That's another thing that I can't stand about. Like yeah, living yeah. here is like, 
dude, it's just throwing money away. That's what I was thinking about. I'm like, okay, I'm paying about a grand a month for rent. So over the course of a year, I'm throwing $12,000. And at the end of the year, what do I have to show for it? I survived. I lived in a room. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me. Um, that's why I can't, I can't understand why people in like LA one bedroom apartments, downtown LA, where you walk outside of your fucking room and there's five homeless tents mm-hmm. outside your front door those one beds are like three like 3400 a month in some buildings it's tough because like you know that the, that there's a ton of opportunity in living yeah. there yeah but at the same time if you took that money and you put that into say let's say like a mortgage mm-hmm. right and after 15 years you could probably own the house and then you have all this equity in it and you've probably it's probably increased in value yeah and you know that would be the smart decision but it's like oh human i knew that i knew the smart decision would have been when i moved back from la to stay at my parents house mm-hmm. be banking a shit ton of money right mm-hmm. now and then come august buy a house and have yeah. it rented out yeah but i'm very impatient yeah and i think there are probably a lot of younger kids that are watching this who probably live at home yeah um I I don't know about you, like going out on my own and having my own place as much as I shit talk it and like mm-hmm. talk bad about the rent and all that, like going out on your own is really, really cool. And it's a really big step in your life. And if you're even debating it for a little bit, like definitely weigh your options with the money and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say try to get on your own as, as not as quick as you can, but like it, you should make it a pretty big priority in my opinion. worst case, you just move back. That's absolutely true. And Don't you have all ties. that experience. Do not cut off ties with your parents because you want to be like some An entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I hate you. I'm going to be, I'm going to own my own company. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, make sure you still have a little bit of a safety net if, if you don't want to pay for rent anymore. Yeah. I mean, all situations are different, but yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I remember moving out, uh, even after, like after my dorm, cause my dorm was like my freshman year. That was yeah. the first time I lived like technically alone outside of my house yeah same that was interesting um and then i remember getting my first apartment and that was huge i remember having like my own bathroom mm-hmm. that was that was a huge step for me and i was <laughs> like wow i have my own bathroom i've really leveled up in life <laughs> so i mean there's pros and cons to it it's interesting no it, it's so worth it like yeah just there's like no reason why not to to be honest with you i think the next big step that i'm really looking forward to is like owning my own place yeah um which I don't, I don't even know about own or like rented or whatever, but like I have four or I have three roommates. So I'm in a four mm-hmm. bedroom apartment and I think it's going to be really interesting once I get my own and like seeing how I function alone in it. Oh, you mean like a one bed yeah. or like a yeah, house yeah. or something like that? Like with a no one roommates? bed or a small house or something just living on my own. Yeah. I don't know how I'll, I'll adjust to that. I think it'll take a little bit. It's weird, bro. Like I, cause I had, I had roommates up until this year. Mm-hmm. When I moved to when I moved to LA, it was the first time I didn't have roommates. Okay, and that was a new city and all that. That's different. But like now that I'm here and I have my own space, it's kind of like when you move out of your house, it's like another level that once you do it, it's kind of hard to go back. Oh, to you know what I mean? Roommates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, see that. I would love that. Like I was, I was like my boys all have roommates. So I was over mm. at one of their houses and I think there's five of them in a house. And it's like it's fun for me to pull up there because yeah. there's just so much interaction. Yeah. But at the same time, I do like, yeah, I like having my own space. There's drawbacks too, though. It's like, you just got to make an effort to get out more, which there's, isn't even yeah. a bad thing to be there's honest. There's pros and cons to it. And I can see that. Like, yeah. I love my roommates. Don't get me wrong. And some of them might even watch this, but, um, there's definitely a part of me that like is very excited to have my own place at some yeah. point. When is that looking like for you? So I have my lease set uh, for another four bedroom next year. That'll yeah. be my senior year. And then after that, I mean, quite frankly, I don't know what I'm going to do post-grad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll probably either... Oh, it honestly totally depends what I'm doing in a year mm-hmm. or in like a year and a half uh, money-wise. Yeah. So if I'm... I, I really don't know. Yeah. Hopefully within about two years. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I've been thinking about like cooking alone and like doing my shit alone. And it seems like it would be kind of cool. It would definitely be like a change (laughs) of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, It's definitely like, I mean, I have no problem with it. I know some people are very like, you need constant. 
like social. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't need that. I don't need it. I like it. I, I'm in a good spot with it. Like I, I think I pr- have a pretty healthy balance of living by myself, which is good. I think it's really funny. I used to think of myself as like a big extrovert, mm-hmm. right? Cause I've always been very, like I've always had friends. I've never struggled making friends or yeah. like, you know, doing social things. Um, but the older I've gotten and the more I've gone to like parties and stuff and like going out and drinking and stuff like that, it's kind of really come to me that I am like an extreme introvert. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I love my time out with other people. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And I love my friends, but there is a huge part of me that just like really enjoys my alone time Yeah, and like that solitude and it gives me time to think and like produce stuff like write and stuff like that the things that I'm passionate about um I don't know that was like a really weird turning point in my life have you ever taken like one of those personality test thingies no but I feel like we should do that for yeah we could I literally there's like there's one of them and one of the first like attributes is whether you're introvert or extrovert Mm -hmm. I'm literally like 50 50 Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, cause I, I am super introverted. Like mm-hmm. I, I can do all that. Like all my, like I, I need it, especially to get shit done. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like it's a spectrum for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people get too rooted in thinking that they're one of them. And then they're mm-hmm. like, they can't function without yeah. the other half of it. But that's I don't know. the thing with the, uh, Myers Briggs type stuff. Yeah. People will like, people will basically find their identity in like that's this it. online test and they based the rest of their life off of this like picture that they got off the internet. Well, and people change too. Like I, yeah. I've done all the Myers yeah. Briggs, the Enneagram shit. It's like I know. I think people too also fluctuate depending on their mood, mm-hmm. which ones they are. Because I'm either my Enneagram's a four, wing three, which means a four. But I think I'm honestly a three wing four now. This doesn't mean shit if you've never done. <laughs> these tests i have i you're speaking but, uh, a foreign yeah. language so the three is the achiever so you like status and you like um you know it's like you're it's like you have the drive to want to do yeah shit and yeah. like you care about like aesthetics and shit like okay i don't know i'm not saying that's a good thing whatever and basically then, god yeah basically three's <laughs> the best no but that comes with like its own downsides and shit and then there's wings that are next to so you could be like a three wing two i don't know what a two is but a four is like the creative individualist okay which is your wing is usually what you fall towards when you are in a bad situation oh so it's kind of like the uh it's like your backup is it like your deeper internal self it's like (sighs) yeah it's basically what you don't show Okay, I'm lost on this entire conversation. Yeah. I am so confused. We'll have you take it. Maybe we'll save this discussion for like next week. I think this we is should what we should have done before this, bro. I, I think it would be tight if we did that and yeah. then we did it. But I like how you said that like people change a ton. Like if you asked me my Myers Briggs or my political affiliation mm-hmm. or my or like all those tests, yeah. you know, or uh, whatever that one was. Yeah. At the beginning of, let's say, high school, and yeah. you came to me now, it would be like a totally different human being. Yeah. Even at the beginning of college. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, bro, like within the last two years, I think I've switched from definitely from the four to three. The four is um, the Enneagram thing I'm talking about is based off of your and like there's validity to this, but it's also not a science. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm not trying to say like this is no like horoscope. Yeah. Astrology. I don't live and die by this shit, but it is like interesting. The it's they're all based off like what your your root fear is of life. You believe in astrology? No, you don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I do not. I do not. I can't stand that. Shit. <laughs> when I said no, when you said you don't, <laughs> I thought you were like heavy into it. Oh, rising moon. <laughs> no, this is what I do. Okay. This is number one strat for all my men out there. Number one strat with the astrology. Okay. Anytime a girl asks me my sign. Yeah. I, <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. I literally just go, whatever's the most compatible with yours. I don't know. <laughs> and then they tell me and then it starts like a conversation. So if yeah. a girl asks you, just do that. I don't, I don't. I don't think any of it is real, in my opinion. It's just they all have, they all have aspects that when you read the descriptions of each one of them, you identify with one of them, yeah. and then you think that is true. They they basically pick the most vague traits. Yeah, they're like, you are really good at breathing air because you're born in January. You are a huge, you're so good at it. You love air and you love food, and you're like, oh my god, I do love air and I do love food. I guess I'm an Aquarius. But on, on the whole, though, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Leo. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I identify with 
like lions and shit. It's odd because <laughs> you know it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> is is and I catch myself doing this. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? A girl will literally like mess up or anyone, not even a girl, but like they'll be like, when's your birthday? And they'll yeah. say it's January, and they'll say, oh, you're like a Capricorn or whatever, and they'll mess it up. And I know I'm an Aquarius. Oh, and I get defensive. <laughs> I get defensive. I'm like, no, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> I do this. I do this, and I'm like, and then I start thinking about. It. I'm like, wait, but you shit on this all the time. Why do you care if you're an Aquarius or not? Yeah. So I think I just have a lot of like deep mental issues. <laughs> I just think I'm very in- unintelligent. I don't know, bro. Like people get there's literally like it's you can have the one of your birth month and then there's like depending on the time of the day. Like there's like you yeah. see the girls with like the the long ass um Yeah. I'm a Leo moon Gemini rising Aquarius Saturn. It's it doesn't like, make any sense to me. And people Someone if you guys want to explain it if you're listening it's the breakdown it. of religion, and they replace it with, with stars. Which, dude, I watched... Um, I think this is a little bit important. I don't know. I watched uh, Interstellar the other day. Okay, McConaug- if you guys a. haven't watched Interstellar. This is the second time I watched it. Okay. And I did not... Uh, it was probably not good. I, I don't know if I can say this on here. I guess I can. I took like some edibles and then watched it. Because I wanted to have oh, a good time. No. <laughs> I went to a different dimension. No, but I sat down, you know, with my buddy and we watched yeah. Interstellar. And I did not like it literally like I remember going to bed that night mm-hmm. and like looking around and being freaked out. And it literally changed my perspective. I watched this way back when, like when yeah. it first came out and then I rewatched it. It is absolutely mind blowing to see how minuscule we are in mm-hmm. comparison to the universe. And I don't really, like, I guess that's, I was trying to tie in astrology. I don't think any of those stars or black holes have to do with when you're born or when you're born having to do with any yeah, of that. It's a very uh, egocentric way to look at it. It's extremely. So all of you who believe in astrology, you're basically. Get off the of video. Yourself. Come on. Get off of our video right now if you're Get watching off. this. Or if you're bad, DM me. We can have a discussion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> drop the at right here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because um, sometimes I get jealous of. It's gonna sound so pretentious. Oh Jesus no, Christ. Oh no. I, I keep going. <laughs> I always go down this. I I've really gotten very jealous of people who are, I guess, more ignorant to the like. I guess tininess of our existence. Okay. Because I've I've. Like, I don't know if I'm in an existential crisis or what this is, but, like, dude, I've been thinking too hard about, like, what it means to exist and, like, mm. after death. And, like, if you sit there and you really start thinking about, like, the concept of eternity, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done this, but, like, I, I used to do this before work sometimes. I'd be sitting <laughs> in my car, like, dreading going in. So I would just sit there, you know, and just start thinking about the actual concept of eternity, like, beyond time even. It will put you in such a weird headspace. Why, why would going into work trigger this? Because I'm sitting in You're that just car. You're like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm sitting in that car thinking, I have to go in for a six-hour shift right now yeah. and listen to these managers yeah. who I do not like, and they don't like me necessarily. Where were you working? I've had a couple different jobs. Uh, Where was this when you'd have these... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really going to tell this. Uh, I worked at this place called, you've probably heard of it, Peter Piper Pizza. Ah, this was back in like <laughs> this was back in like sophomore junior year of uh, high school, and I fucking hated that job. I had like five buddies that worked at that job. Right, yeah. they all worked there, and it seemed really fun. And I was like looking for a job. I just want to make some side cash. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, apply!" And all of and I did, and I got the job. Yeah. So we had like six of our friend group <laughs> members. Just in this running it. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. We, it was the most unproductive Peter Piper pizza I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we were making pizzas. We're throwing shit around. It was very fun. But I remember that dread like of going in before work and just sitting in my car and just thinking mm-hmm. like, what else would I rather be doing with my life? Yeah. And I think that's good. Uh, I know, you know, Casey Neistat, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Casey Neistat. He said the best way to know what you want to do in life is to be doing shit that you, you don't, don't want to do. do. Exactly. He said that like he was he had a really crazy story. He got a girl pregnant at I think it's like 15 or 16. Yeah. His, his son's like ha- pretty much his age. <laughs> yeah. And he was having uh, he was like a dishwasher for mm-hmm. some restaurant. And he told this story of like just washing the bottom of this giant soup dish mm-hmm. and just like knowing deep down in his heart 
that he could not continue a life like that. Well, that's like the number one, like the number one, what's the word? Catalyst Mm. for change is being disgusted with yourself or your current situation. Absolutely. That's why it's like, if you're at home right now and you feel like you have no plan, Mm -hmm. the only, the only way to move is to actually move. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that's the least eloquent way you could possibly say that. Yeah. But like you need movement, whether it's in the wrong direction or the right direction. So you have something to self-correct onto the path that you need to be doing. This is why so many kids, um, myself included, have gotten into the gym. Yeah. Especially now it's like you see this wave of kids who like are getting in because they feel uh, lesser of a person, I guess. Mm-hmm. I remember the reason I got into the gym, I don't know if I've already told this story, was because this girl, I was really into her, right? We didn't date or anything like that, but yeah. I got my heart kind of broken. I get very emotionally attached to people, <laughs> especially girls when I get into them. Yeah. So she basically left me. Well, not left me. We weren't dating. She said, you need to go to the gym, Oliver. She, she basically just dropped me. And I was like, you know, which fair to her. I don't really care. I don't, I don't talk to her anymore. But basically dropped me and i remember like looking at myself in the mirror and being like dude i'm like tired of looking at you like this like yeah. and i remember thinking like who did she drop me for who's she talking to now this is gonna it probably doesn't make me look like a good person but i remember thinking that and i remember yeah. really deeply down like examining myself and be like dude you need to like do something with your life yeah and the first thing was like I got into the gym and I got really heavy into it. I'm talking mm-hmm. like two, three hours every day, seven days a week. Yeah. And I went there, you know, to get my body in shape, but also for like my mental and like yeah. changing who I am and my character. And I've been addicted to it ever since. Well, yeah. The gym is like, it's funny. The gym is a means. It's like a drug, bro. Such like, a drug. Literally, it, a drug. it keeps more people out of jail. Probably mm-hmm. keeps more people out of like shooting up heroin than Mm -hmm. any other thing and a lot of people will a lot of there's like this this new wave of people who it's like they're too woke for the gym where it's like you can go to the gym and it's good to go to the gym but then once you get into good shape you need to be using that as a means to actually do something rather than just Mm. circle jerk yourself at the gym all day and Mm. that's what i found myself like i'm like holy shit that's kind of true though because it should be it's like sharpening the saw at the gym, getting yourself in elite shape, getting yourself in elite health mm-hmm. should be so that you can do something else with okay. better efficiency yeah. or be able to do something else better. Like say yeah. it's because you lacked the confidence before and that's why you initially went into the gym. Now that you have your health in check, that doesn't mean neglect the gym ever. Mm-hmm. Like keep that in your routine, but realize the reason why you did it in the first place was yeah. so that you would have leverage to, uh, yeah. I mean, even if it's just as self-fulfilling as just to pull. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember like, well, I, I, not even I remember, but like literally every day I try to work out in the mornings now. I yeah. used to be a night gym person. Yeah. I loved going at night, but now I tend to go in the morning because of my school schedule. Yeah. And I notice like the days that I don't, mm-hmm. I feel like foggy. Terrible. I feel slow. Yeah. I feel unproductive. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally is like a drug. It's whatever those endorphins are that go off after you work out. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so primal. Yeah, it, need it. it sucks because I've been lifting at night now mm-hmm. and like it's cool because I'll go to the gym like I'll go to the EOS and I was never the guy who would like talk to everyone in the gym mm-hmm. and I'm still not that guy but I was in there yesterday with uh, my roommate from last you know Javi yeah yeah I yeah I was in there with Javi yesterday and I, I pull up at my regular time mm-hmm. and I just know everyone yeah so I'm like of- I'm over there I'm like what's good bro like yeah. blah, blah 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 like to everyone in the gym yeah and that feels so good to have actual social like presence in the yeah. real world like that. Like, it's just crazy. That's <laughs> like a, that's almost like an instinctual craving for like community. Yeah. Because but it's real. Like I've just, I go there like every day I'm here at this time. Like naturally you'll start having conversations with people, whether it's yeah. like someone needs a spot or it's this, or you meet one person who then brings their buddy, you meet them. Like, it's just a nice form of community that I feel mm-hmm. like it's a very easy way. Like I never had to go out of my way to do that either. It just happened naturally. So that's another thing. If you're lacking community, like get in the gym and just like, don't, you don't even have to force conversations. Like most Mm -hmm. of them, it's like we're in the sauna. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think a lot of people that don't lift or that are not into the gym culture kind of yeah. have maybe like a negative perception of what gym people are. Yeah. Maybe they think that like, oh, they go and they're jacked and they're like angry and they're mm-hmm. mean and like they're just meatheads. Oh, but there there are those people. Absolutely. Bro. They're like the trend monsters who are like <laughs> on so much gear and they like yell at you if you do one thing. There's some dude know? the other day who is like doing, he's doing just bicep curls with like, they're heavy ass dumbbells, but you could tell this guy's like five, three, just fucking <laughs> massive, just stupid like yeah he's like the reason why i would never want to take gears because i don't want to look like this guy yeah you know what i mean and uh (laughs) my buddy's like putting his weight back yeah and he walks in front of him oh and he's standing right next to the mirror and he just gets so pissed oh dude (laughs) turning red over there i'm like yeah so those people do exist at the gym i think a lot of that's because i mean i go to eos which is ten dollars a month yeah and you have yeah, I mean, there's always going to be insufferable people in every area, yeah. especially the gym if they're on gear and stuff. Yeah. But what I've understood is like, and what I've seen is the majority of people in the gym are some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. And I have a roommate who's like, we're trying to convince him to get into the gym. He's the only one out of us four that doesn't lift. My mm. other two roommates, we lift all the time. Yeah. And I think he's a little bit worried about like the people maybe judging yeah. him. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand like people want other people to get in shape and like i'll go into the gym uh this actually happened like a week ago i was in there and like i would say i'm above average like look and physique and this dude who was like a little bit under he looked like he was just starting he like came up to me he was like hey nice to meet you can you show me how to do this and he like wanted a technique like was this uh, at a at asu yeah this was at the asu i need to check that place out me and my buddy it's actually pretty nice yeah Uh, except for the the reservation i sneak in yeah exactly i've heard i never mind i didn't say that on camera i've never done anything bad in my life (laughs) no but he he came over and he's like asking me for advice i was like dude you're super chill like i want you to stay in the gym because i know the effects it can have on someone um i don't know yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna pull up to like no one's gonna laugh at you at the gym like, I mean really it doesn't happen yeah. unless you're doing some like dumb shit yeah. like just absolutely like like out of a movie type <laughs> stuff like really crazy dumb no one cares everyone's yeah. focused on themselves yeah that's really what it is well and it's also like it's going into it the right mindset because I feel like the the only people I would ever like laugh at to my my friends at the gym or people who think that they're the shit but don't know what they're doing yeah but if you can tell someone's new it's like it's like oh they're new yeah and that's anything it's like there are definitely those people in the world that will like don't ever want to see anyone succeed Mm -hmm. right and they'll shit on people that are like new to an industry whatever Mm -hmm. that is and there are the people that are like genuinely want to see people do good and it's like they'll help them out i think that's everywhere that's not just the gym Mm -hmm. um but I don't know. The gym is like a really good example. And I'm just, I feel so passionate about it because it's such a big part of my life. Yeah, me too. What do you, why do you, why do you lift? Why do I lift? Yeah. What, what was your reason like originally? And why do you still do like, why do you still do it? Yeah. I mean, I started cause of football. Okay. I played football growing up and then okay. naturally once you start playing, like as you get older, they start having you train with weights and mm. stuff like that. And then I just I figured out I like the li- weightlifting part better than I like the football part. Yeah, yeah. So I just kept weightlifting basically. Okay. Um, I mean, also my family, like my mom, she she's done like uh, those bikini competitions. Mm. She's she grew up oh, like so in the weird. health and wellness space. It's in like your blood. Yeah. So okay. she's done that. My dad owned a gym out of college. Really? Yeah. Wow. In Ohio. So he's, they've always both been like lifting in shape, like talking about nutrition and stuff my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Cause growing up, like I never wanted to be like eating like good and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Cause when you're a kid, you're like, no, I want fucking, I want yeah. sugar. I want candy. Me, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, now I'm like so grateful for that because yeah. literally that's, I would say that the gym and nutrition and health and stuff is the one thing in my life that I don't ever question. I would probably agree. I have like, you know I, I mean? have like two, other, I have like one or two other things, but yeah, yeah that's, like, it's pretty much the foundation. Yeah. Cause I like, even with like, like I make music and shit. I do like creative stuff, video. Like the mm. gym is one of those things. There's no trade. There's no trade off to it. For yeah. Me. Like the video stuff. I'm like looking at my computer all day, and I fucking mm. hate that. Mm. Um, music stuff is like, uh, how much do I really care about this? Like, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But the gym and nutrition, it's like in my free time, I'll be looking up the difference between different supplements and stuff. So I'm yeah. like, part of me is like, maybe that's what I need to be doing. Like, maybe that's my mm. calling. It's like, if it's in my blood, my dad owned a gym. Yeah. Like if you could find like the mixture of yeah. wherever you find that equilibrium of like yeah. creativity and, and working out, which it sounds like you need an Instagram fitness page, but there's, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not fun. I have yeah. it. Not really, but. I have buddies that do Instagram fitness pages yeah. and I'm like, dude, I can't, I could never do it. Yeah. I do it a little bit and I use my, I like, obviously I try to leverage my physique yeah. for like other things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I could never go full in with it. I don't think it seems, it's just not my thing. I yeah. Say. I mean, I'll, I'll post on, on Twitter. <laughs> I follow like this group of people and they do physique Friday. It's like F I Z E E K. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll, 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 I'll participate. Yeah. Like I participated today. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah. But before I sent the tweet, I was like, "Why am I fucking posting like a mirror picture right now?" It's weird because it's like that was the exact thing I felt at first. Actually, yeah, I want to talk to you about that because okay, you like, within like the last how many what how many months? Like probably within of the December, last like year month or two. You've started, um, yeah, you've started like posting like mirror yeah. pictures and shit yeah. like that. And I know that you're self aware enough to like yeah. I before you up. started doing it, you were like. Ah, am I really going to be like that guy? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I want to clear this up. Yeah. <laughs> so, because okay, okay. if anyone here goes on my Instagram, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like the most douche, <laughs> like absolutely Bro, ridiculous. I'm so glad you, because I think. I need to unpack it. I need yeah, to unpack, unpack, unpack. So about, it was like beginning of December. I kind of realized that like, I think we might've talked about this earlier, but um, I realized that I want. Like I have dreams in my life. I, like I'm yeah. writing a book and I'm doing like creative things and I want that to be the lifeblood of my life. Yeah. Right. But what I kind of realized was, okay, I'm, I, I'm a nobody, mm -hmm. you know? So what I want to do is I want to take this Instagram, use my God given gift of like my physique. I feel like it sounds so bad, <laughs> but it's like, okay, I, I Jesus Christ, I'm just going to walk in circles. around. Just, just do it. Just do it. I am trying to use my tools as best as possible and yeah. what what i see as being a tool like it took a lot to like post the first couple pictures mm -hmm. i'm like dude i look like such a douche yeah and looking from the outside in like if you didn't know who i was or you didn't know why i do it mm -hmm. you probably think i'm the like worst person ever <laughs> but what it really comes down to is like if i can leverage that if i can gain a following if i can post a few times a week and then slowly grow and get to a point where i can maybe do like sponsorships or deals mm -hmm. or bring my followers from instagram into my creative projects yeah. that's worth it for me yeah and i've posted some really douchey shit and i'm gonna continue to <laughs> but but let it be known yeah. i i am not like that and in person exactly the reason i do it like i wear shirts everywhere i go because yeah. i don't really care about it you know what i'm saying but it's no like, that's that's a stage though too you'll stop doing that in a little bit yeah i i literally throughout all of high school up until probably a year ago i was wearing like over such shit all i love it the time i love it well the thing is bro like i feel like you're built in a way where you can wear oversized stuff and people can still see that you lift I don't think so. The problem with me is if I wear oversized stuff, I just look like a Roblox character. Oh, like I'm just, fuck. I look like I'm fat. Oh, so like, shit. it would be like a party, not like intentional party trick, but like I'd be wearing like Kanye esque fits like mm -hmm. in high school or whatever, where I'm wearing like big clothes, Carhartt t-shirts, all like the mm -hmm. whole nine yards. I pull up to the fucking pool party. Yeah. And they're like, Oh shit, this fucking kid. That's what I like about it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty nice because it's like I'll wear oversized stuff all the time. Yeah. And then we'll go to the pool or something and I'll take my shirt off. And yeah. and uh, the funny thing is when you when you develop a nicer physique, it's not even the girls that are on you. It's always the dudes. It's the dudes. Bro. All my boys are always <laughs> hyping me up. They're like, dude, you're looking jacked, bro. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, I appreciate it. It's the wrong audience I'm going yeah, for. Exactly. But, but I appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I've thought heavily about starting to post fitness shit on my instagram yeah because my instagram from an outside perspective it's like it looks like i'm just like this crazy artsy kid yeah who would like have ear piercings and i don't know like yeah. it looks like i'd like have painted nails like that's not who i am like it's obviously there's big. part of me that like exists in that whole realm of like creativity mm. and stuff but it's like that's not it's not representative of like so what would you 
because obviously your Instagram is very creative, and I think it's extremely aesthetic, and I like the way it looks. Yeah. But what would you want to change to it to make it more representative, I guess, of like who you are as a general person, rather than just an artist? Or like, if you wanted to make that shift to yeah. Well, I think like what you were saying about the whole physique thing. I think it's a lot of social credibility that you are a hard worker, or that was, you, would, that totally you are able to like. It's it's like your body is a project. Yeah. And if you it's like it's just social proof that you know how to like be consistent and you have some kind of discipline enough to as as shitty as it sounds like as much to make yourself look good. It, like that translates to other things. It's like work ethic, it's you feel good, yeah, you're more exactly. confident. And I think this is I was gonna say it earlier and I'm glad you brought that up. It's um the physique and like going to the gym and like being built right mm. that is unless you can think of something i can't that's pretty much the only thing in life that can like that barely anyone can shortcut yeah no one can shortcut and no one can take it away from you every it is the absolute pinnacle of showing like that you have self-discipline mm-hmm. and you're a hard worker and everything like that like i could see i could find a, a millionaire right like a yeah. multi-millionaire who knows? Maybe that's like daddy's money. Yeah. Maybe it was just handed down. Mm-hmm. Or if they're like really good with, uh, I don't know, like anything. Most accomplishments, you could hypothetically. You could find a way around. The, uh, you can't have someone work out for you. Exactly. You can cheat most systems. Yeah. Pretty much every system. But you yeah. can't cheat this, uh, this physical body that you were gifted. And when you are built and when you go to the gym and when you look the part yeah people admire that yeah because a lot of people can't and it takes a ton of discipline it takes a ton of time and it takes a ton of hard work and it pays off in my opinion it pays off dividends yeah definitely just just about just how you feel about yourself obviously there are people who get too wrapped up to in it like like i was saying before and they make it their entire identity and then all of that self-discipline and all that doesn't mean shit because you're not actually putting it in anything besides the gym yeah that's that's the thing i i see a couple of my buddies and they're like they're hopping on like test and like anadrol yeah. and some gear and stuff. And they're not really even looking to compete or mm-hmm. to do anything. And I'm just like, I don't, maybe I'm ignorant to something, but I don't get it. Yeah. And maybe it's just their passion. So I shouldn't shit on their I mean, passion, but it's, to me, it seems kind of, I don't know. People could say the things that I do are, are a waste <laughs> of time, but so well, I just don't understand. Cause like, obviously I'll hop on test when I'm like 30 something. Yeah. Or like when my natural testosterone starts dropping, I'm going to hop on test just so I can like maintain that. But when you're this young, it's like the only reason why you'd want to do it is if you're competing, I feel like. Or if you're just like you legitimately have just plateaued. But I don't agree with taking it at at our ages, to be uh, honest with you. To plateau even, like you need probably to hit your natural, your maximum natural physique probably – six to ten years of, yeah. of lifting well, with, I, with diet and everything yeah. locked in. I mean, it's like I think I've hit plateaus, and every time I thought I hit that, I'm like, am I really pushing myself redlining every single yeah. day? No. Yeah. And is your diet 100% locked in? Is yeah. Am I eating, th- like, three pounds of meat a day? No. Yeah. So it's – you can always – There's always so much headroom that you don't need to – like, the, the amount of mm-hmm. people who actually need to take tests who aren't just doing it for fun, mm-hmm. it's, like, very, 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 very low. Yeah. And then, like, look at – the things that you spend your time doing, like how yeah. much time are you inside a day? Like how yeah. much screen time do you have? Like things that naturally kill test. Like yeah. how many I've been, re- I've been getting really into, uh, learning about seed oils. <laughs> I've been oh trying. no. I'm, I'm on that side of <laughs> yeah, Twitter. You're on that. I, know. I used to yeah. be on money Twitter. Now I'm on seed oil. No, Twitter. bro. The seed oil thing's funny. Cause I went through that stage of like, I mean, I still look at yeah. literally, I look at the ingredients for everything mm-hmm. and I know what I'm eating has seed oil in it and what doesn't yeah. like literally I have these tortillas mm. that are like those raw tortillas that you put in a pan. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, if you haven't had them, you need to try them, but they have canola oil in it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to cut it out because you can't because it's in everything. You would have to literally spend your entire life trying to yeah. do it. But I've been trying to cut it. Like, I don't use any, like, vegetable oil oh, or no, anything. Oh, no, me neither. I'm I've been trying to cut oil. it out as much as I can. Yeah, me too. And because, oh, my God. It's something like every generation, every generation for the past 100 years drops a certain amount of testosterone or because something Because like of that. plastics and seed oils. Plastics and seed oils. And it's, it's literally been, I watched a whole video of it. There's yeah. a company called DuPont. Yep. And they, they, uh, they were one of, I think, five families back in, like, the early uh, 20th century that, basically bought 
the U.S. Mm-hmm. kind of as like a corporation. Yeah. I think we should talk about that in a different episode if we like research it a little bit more. Because yeah. I think there's a, I think it would be a good service to tell other people about mm-hmm. it. Because not everyone has the initiative to like find all this stuff out. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't even know what I was saying. I don't know. There were some very powerful people. Apparently, mm-hmm. this is all speculation. I don't. I'm, I'm like an actual moron, so I don't know. <laughs> but from what I've heard, back in like early 20th century, there were people like the Rockefellers and uh, the the Carnegies. Just the big monies. The yeah. huge money, like like bigger than Elon today. Yeah, like huge. And they basically bought all of the pharmaceutical industries. They bought off the education system. They bought mm-hmm. off the entire medical industry. So the theory is that basically now we are just cogs in this giant machine and like we're all being poisoned in. Yeah, I think a lot of it initially started just with cutting costs, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. there is that whole like conspiracy side of it, which could be completely true, to be honest with yeah. you. But being able to manufacture shit instead of actually sourcing it from like the earth mm. is just going to be cheaper yeah and that's why all these seed oils and canola oil and vegetable oils and like the way that these are made is they're not just pressed from like an olive or whatever like yeah. olive oil they're literally like basically made it like they're called vegetable oils but it's like they're heated up to like specific temperatures mm. that cause all this cancer causing carcinogens and stuff mm. like that and then they're like pressed and vacuum like it's just like it's not natural it's so you're eating simple. like machine lubricant basically yeah. yeah and it's in everything I saw and there this. are some people who the first thing they do when they learn about this is they just go full like schizo mode and they can't eat anything yeah that's what i'm not trying to do i'm not trying to let it ruin my yeah. life i'm just trying to be cognizant of it and like yeah. cut out what i can it's bad though because i know every single thing that i eat on a regular basis i know what does and doesn't have it in it mm, really yeah just yeah just i just do now I mean, that's kind of tight. It, it probably gets in your head, though. I don't care anymore. It used to. Like, I used to be like, fuck, I shouldn't be eating this because of that. But it's like, I eat I eat really good. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Like, I, I usually eat just meat. Yeah, I've been trying to really cut out a lot of processed food. I don't really... I, I should say I don't eat processed food. But, like, even, like, bread and mm-hmm. stuff that you buy from the store, it's all processed. Yeah, I don't buy is, bread. You don't buy bread? No. Really? Yeah. But wow. I eat... I, I like to... The thing is, I like food a lot. But what, I, what I've what i adopted for just my diet, and this works for me, is I literally buy pretty much the only thing I have in this whole house is like ground turkey, ground beef, mm-hmm. um, eggs. That's pretty much like my staples. Mm. And then like I'll have berries and shit, but I go out and eat. And when I go out to eat, mm. obviously like I'm not eating canes and shit all yeah, day, but yeah. I'm not going to be like, if I'm at like a nice pizza place, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to get pizza because it has carbs in it. Like, no, yeah. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck is good. At these places where their entire yeah. livelihood is making that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's tough because, uh, like you said, you can go full schizo. And that that's with anything. Yeah. Like we were talking about with fitness and anything. Don't get caught in the trap of, like, finding this new thing that you like and just, like, letting it consume mm-hmm. your entire identity. Um, I don't know. This seems like a... Like an advice show. <laughs> I feel like every episode we just yeah. give advice on. It's like advice to ourselves, but we're talking like it's yeah. to other people. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I <laughs> hope. I hope there's some younger kids who are listening to this who yeah. could maybe like take something from this. I don't know what they would take. Yeah. The diet stuff's funny though, because I was like talking to my mom about this too. It's like a lot of people just don't know this information, like, and that's why people pay for it. Yeah. I, I see people online who are doing like online Instagram. Like I know people who do like online Instagram one-on-one fitness coaching. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the dumbest. Like, mm-hmm. who would pay for that? Yeah. But it's like, if you legitimately don't know about nutrition in the sense of actual, like, um, creating results from it, not some food pyramid, like, mm. default government shit, like, actually, like, fundamental nutrition for performance, mm-hmm. then, like, that's just information that's gatekept by people who try to get you to pay for it. Yeah, I remember telling my parents i made some comment i was like you guys know like the whole food pyramid that you learn in school is wrong completely incorrect yeah they're like what are you talking about (laughs) and i think it's funny because what what has historically been i I guess i should rephrase this historically older generations have been like the source of knowledge right Mm -hmm. because you had like books but that's really time consuming to find information so where the primary source of information was like your grandparents your parents and then the myths that get passed down yeah stories and now we are this first generation of like we have every answer to everything at the tip of our finger yeah 
tip of our fingers, and it's really weird. It's weird because I think now it's like definitely this isn't like don't listen to your parents, just Google shit. Like mm-hmm. they have life experience, experience which is time, is so valuable. which is like understanding how the world works type experience. But there's yeah. a lot of stuff like information based experience, like diet and um, just like are you talking <laughs> about know. more like more like facts type stuff. Yeah. But I'm I'm not saying like don't discount older people just because we have Google now, because mm-hmm. there's wisdom that's different. Wisdom is extremely wisdom's different important. than information. Wisdom is far greater than uh, I would say a lot of information. I, yeah. I'd say you don't need ninety nine percent of the information you get. I'd yeah. say you need experience from life, um, and that's what the older generations have. So it is really important, but it's just odd to see that like now we can kind of. You can listen to like older people and they say things and you mm-hmm. can look it up and you're like, wait, it's you're totally true. incorrect. Yeah. And if this was 60 years ago, I would believe you. And then that myth would get passed down to my kids mm-hmm. and then so on and so forth. Well, it's funny because, um, fuck, I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. Um, nutrition, nutrition. Oh yeah. So the, like all this advice, you'll get it on Twitter. You'll get it on Instagram and all mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm not saying you have to eat just ground meat with seasoning on it the Mm. reason why i do that is because of experience Mm. every meal that i ate afterwards i just feel sick after oh i say one more time after every single meal that i ate i would feel sick in in high school yeah Uh, like what type of food i mean it wasn't good food it wasn't like anything crazy bad but i mean i was also i'm still a glutton with food bro like if you get me at the right place at the right time (laughs) i would just like i'll just keep eating yeah when i was little like i went through like a fat stage when i was little too Mm. i like left restaurants crying because i stubbed my shoved my face with so much food (laughs) like that's a real story like i love food bro (laughs) he's a foodie (laughs) i am like you see like if on my instagram stories you'll see me post it up like eating some good food every once that is so funny actually but but i'm just i'm a man of extremes in that regard where it's like if i'm not eating really good like that i'm gonna just eat Shit that doesn't slow me down. That's freaking hilarious. I'm literally like, you see the cast irons on my fucking, yeah. I have a cast iron. I got another pan. I just wash that shit. Oh my throw man. a pound of ground beef in there. Man, Some like taco mode. seasoning, maybe that non-nitrate taco seasoning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got gorilla mode. Yeah, we got the gorilla mode too, which right. I haven't really been on lately because I lift at night and yeah. I don't need, I took the nitric stuff though. Nitric stuff. you had that? Yeah, I have Yeah, that. I, I need to get some two. of that. You combine them both. Well, yeah, because the nitrate you're supposed to. Oh, so I, I do like one scoop of each. Okay. Because it's like, because there's no caffeine in the. Yeah, I know. The nitric stuff's nice, bro. But anyway, like, just like, the, the thing is experiment. Like, see what works for you. If you're eating mm. and you feel like you're slow, like, change up your diet, switch things around, do elimination diets. Like, just figure out what works for you. But I found that, I don't know, eating for, like, my, my whole framework for diet is I either eat for utility or I eat for enjoyment. Mm. Okay. So it's not even a diet at this point. Like you would think that it's kind of like with anything. Once you just accept that it's like how you are, then it works. Yeah. Like I, I'm not telling myself no to things like this morning, bro. When I got this Dunkin Donut coffee, mm-hmm. I got 10 little donut holes. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you and I wouldn't normally do that, but yeah, I've never been like a Nazi with my diet and I never plan on being it. It seems kind of pointless and yeah. life is so short where it's like, Get the donut holes. Yeah. But it's like those donut holes are equivalent to like, they would have been baked into me eating if I ate two normal meals yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like not yeah. normal. You know what I mean, bro? I, yeah. It really no, matters. Like it doesn't you. matter that much at the end of the day. I got you. I got you. I feel that. All right. Let's pivot a little bit. Yeah. Where are we going to pivot That's enough diet stuff. Where are we going to pivot to? Where are we going to pivot to? Um, I have a little bit of a funny story, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Throw it I out there. I don't really know. It's not too funny. Throw it out there. Uh, well, actually, it's not even funny, but I guess I could use it as some point of advice for someone that wants help. Okay. So I found out the ultimate strategy for... It sound, this whole show makes me look like I'm just a degenerate that just goes to the bars because I like talking <laughs> to this. Dude turns 21 a week ago and he's <laughs> always at the bars. Okay, ultimate strategy if you have you and a friend and you're trying to pick up girls at a bar. Is this the podcast thing? No, no. Good, because that's not past. an ultimate strategy. Podcast <laughs> thing. goes past it. Podcast thing flopped on me. Did you try it again? No, but you know what happened? There's a TikToker named, uh, I'm not going to say his name, big TikToker, okay. right? Made a ton of money. He's, he does crypto and stuff really big. He lives in Arizona. Okay. I saw him at the bar last night. 
dude, and I dapped him up because I met him before. And yep. I was like, yo, what's going on, bro? And he's like, what's good? What's good? Whatever. I leave. I walk away for a little bit. Come back. The dude has like eight chicks around him. Mm-hmm. Like all into him. And the dude's like average looking. Yeah. Like, Do they know who he is or is he just got swagger? I think they know who he is. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm assuming because yeah. you have people like me who go up and like, dude, love the stuff, yeah. good work, whatever. And then I think they pick up on that. Okay, so point is, if you have you and a, your buddy, ultimate tag team strategy, you guys both go up. Because every what is everyone at a bar, like what does every girl hear? They see the dude that comes up and they go, hey, what's going on? Like mm-hmm. they've heard that a hundred times. Yeah. So what my buddy and I did last night, we go up together and we go, hey, can you settle a debate? It has to be two girls for the two guys. Yeah. Okay. We go, hey, we have a little bit of a debate. Can you please settle this for us? And you just go with the most absolutely absurd scenario ever. Yeah. So I go, I walk up. Hey, do you guys mind settling this debate for us really quick? And we, we're both playing into it. And they're like, yeah, what's up? And I go, okay. So I kind of was joking a little bit like a month ago that if my friend was around my mom, he could like kiss her. Right. And the girls are like, why would you do that? Why you do that? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's going to work. And then, <laughs> and then I go, but he came over to my house three days ago and he actually did it. Like he mm. actually kissed my mom yeah. on the lips <laughs> and the girls are, they all just freak out and they're That's like, so what? Yeah. And it literally leads into the greatest conversations and it's so easy and yeah. it just, it's flawless. That's so, funny actually. There was no point in that story. I'm just I'm uh, That's, that's pro point. tip though. It's a pro tip. I'm just talking to hear myself talk at this point. I don't really <laughs> I think know. it's both of us, bro. I don't know. We need to stop. I think next episode, we need to not say anything about the gym. <laughs> and we not need, say yeah. anything about food. We need a list of things that yeah. are off, off limits. I no think, gym next episode. I think the gym, I think like broad society of like <laughs> it degenerating. I think that's been repeat, <laughs> repeated like eight times. This whole show is becoming like. I think it's whole of the same thing, bro. I think it's going to get really good when we have new voices on. Yeah, I do too. Because at the at the core of it, right? Yeah. Before we even started the show, I remember thinking about like what this was going to be and I mm-hmm. remember thinking like, okay, we both have very good I would say we have above average like opinions and yeah. and conversation styles and like we like to dig into things that are a little bit bigger than the average person, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it can get repetitive if it's just us two. Yeah. But I think when we get more people on here, it's going to work extremely well because then we'll have that diversification of topics mm-hmm. from that other person. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to do more of like an interview style for them or how that's going to work. Next week, we're going to switch it up. We'll figure it 100%, out. 100%. Like we have to. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I, I really like the way the show's been going. I've been getting a ton of good feedback mm-hmm. from a lot of people in my life and they've been like, yeah, it's really good. Good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I've been really enjoying it. Episode four, three, episode three, week four. Are we done? Probably bro. Like unless you got something else, but I think we've exhausted the gym topic. Yeah. And that's like on me too. Cause I can talk about that all day. I think so. Did you get any question let me see actually if we got any questions yeah, we'll we see we'll do a quick q a if uh, we got any questions wrap it up let us know what you guys want to see for like closing segments because i think either a story or a q a would be good we have some we got one okay what's the one question <laughs> doesn't sound good <laughs> how do you stay motivated and create good healthy habits oh, i geez. feel like that's like that's like what i don't want to talk about bro two seconds ago all right no more gym talk i mean that doesn't necessarily mean the gym. How could you stay motivated and create healthy habits besides the gym? I would say for me personally, what's yeah. made a huge difference is creating some type of morning routine. Okay. And the only reason I say that is because when I, I notice like an actual tangible difference in the way my days go, mm-hmm. if I win that morning. Yeah. So what I like to do is like, I used to question making your bed. I do it every morning. Yeah, you should. I I even just like, it's not even making it. I just pull the covers up. Right. Yeah. Then I get up, I clean whatever's around my room, turn on the shower, shower, brush my teeth, do all that, Mm -hmm. get ready. And I'm up within 30 minutes and I have that routine down. Yeah. And then from there and like, and another big thing, get dressed in clothes that you really, really like and you Mm -hmm. feel good in. Because I, see, I agree. Even I, if yeah. you don't leave your house, I don't believe 100%. it. I don't believe in like, 
I don't know. I like I have to wear I wear shoes in my house too like that. Yeah. Like if I'm trying to get work done, yeah. I need to have like shoes on and I need to be like in pants and a shirt. I see people walking around campus in like pajamas and I'm like, I don't think I could do that. No, I can't do it's that. It's more of a mental thing than yeah. anything. Like if I feel good and I feel productive and I win that morning, yeah. that that's what I would do. Yeah, I think that's important too. I would say Use the phrase, what's the alternative? Like, mm. I've started using that a lot just to make decisions in my life. Just because, really, like, what are you afraid of? Mm. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Mm. Don't root your identity in, like, things that you have that are material or tangible. Like, mm-hmm. be willing to literally shred everything besides yourself, mm-hmm. your character, your core, your relationships, and you'll be fine. Absolutely. Like I have like some pretty nice stuff in my life right now. I'm living pretty comfortably, but it's like worst case scenario. We sell the car. We sell all the shit. All I really need is my laptop. Mm. I don't even need the rent here. I don't need anything. Like yeah. I'm still me. You can't take me from me. You can't take the skills that I've made from me. You can't take my, my health from me. You can't take my mm. relationships from me. So take it, come take it. You're not going to be yeah. able to take it, but come take it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I've always thought about that. It's like, if I had to start back from zero and it's, it's, it's not like I've even done anything crazy in my yeah, life yet, neither. but if I had to start back from like absolute scratch, mm-hmm. right? I lost everything right now. You drop me in a random country that speaks English, obviously. <laughs> so I have no connections or anything. Yeah. I guarantee you I could succeed. And that's yeah. because of my mental framework and like how I'm, how I want mm-hmm. to, what the things I want to pursue. And that's yeah. not even like I'm special. It's just like, I have that drive that I want to do something, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That's it. That's it yeah. for this week, I guess. Yeah, ask we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw up some questions. We're gonna start doing like I like the idea of like a closing Q and A, whether it's yeah. like one to three questions or maybe an yeah. opening Q and A. I think um, we need to ask on Instagram the day before. Yeah. Um we'll see about doing the personality test for next week. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I'd be interested in doing okay, that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, follow us on Instagram. TikTok, we gotta start posting those up. We'll talk yeah. about that after this. Yeah. Um TikTok's the tough one. Yeah, and stay tuned. Appreciate you guys for listening. As always, we'll be back at you with something interesting next week. Yes. Hopefully you enjoy all this, uh, the talk that we've had so far. I think it's valuable still. I'm not discounting it, mm-hmm. but we definitely want to get shit dialed in. So Yeah, we're only going up from here, so stay tuned. It's literally week. It's the fourth episode, bro. It is four. That's it. It's episode three. That's it. Week four. We're coming in strong. I think we're coming in yeah. good. I think yeah. we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're killing no it. It's been a month it. now. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. See where this goes. I think we need a little bit of a, just a pause. We've made it a month now. Let's go. Thank you. Big time. Big time. Thank you, guys. Yep. Adios. Later. Bye.